This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Spartan 117. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. Anthony and Skyler will take it from here. Master Chief, out. Hello and welcome to Quality Time, the Kale Koala Entertainment Podcast. I tried to cue Anthony to do the intro, but he wasn't looking, so I did the intro instead. That's me, Skylar Sokol. I am Anthony Nicolosi. <laughs> and uh, today we had an inspiration from the chat to talk about a specific topic, and that topic is cheating in games, and specifically anti-cheat. Yes, because recently there's been a lot of news uh, it's, I would say the games that I have been hearing about, about the most recently as Warzone and Apex having big cheating issues to the point that a lot of people feel like you can't even play it. So, um, Skyler, a little, maybe we should give people a little background. We these are Both of those games that we just mentioned are not games that either one of us frequent. Um, we don't play. We pl- I've played no. both of them a while ago, but I never right. had any cheating problems. So yeah, yes. Um, however, you do. Not only have you been a PC gamer for your almost your entire life since you were a little baby in the crib, but in addition to that, you have some professional experience with pen testing, penetration testing. Uh, you're a hacker, a little bit of a hacker boy yourself. Um, yeah. do, you, do you want to talk to your experience in that front? Yeah. So common misconception that Skylar is a PC gamer since birth. I actually was a Nintendo gamer since birth. And then my first game on PC was Bioshock that inspired me to be a PC gamer when I was about 13 or 14, I think. So there we go. Just, just, just so you know. Um, but anyway, so cheating in games has been around for a long time, right? Um, from like cheat codes originally which were like intentionally included cheats in games to like game shark for example on consoles some people may remember you like plugged your game uh your cartridge into the game shark and then it would basically do memory lookups of various like because like you know all the memory in these cartridges is static so they would know the address of the bite that like determined your health and so the game shark could just alter that bite to Mm. make you have more health or whatever Um, there's also more modern equivalents of the game shark like cheat engine which is something you can use on like flash games to do a similar thing um and also on local games as well but we are now in the world of online cheating and multiplayer games something that i mean once again has been around for a very long time but as games are played by more and more people obviously it becomes more and more of a problem because it becomes more widespread and maybe more accessible for people to use um, I remember, like, for example, Fall Guys on its launch. I don't know if you remember this, but it had a horrible Dude, cheating God, problem yes. on launch. Yes, I remember. Yeah. I, yes. And speaking of a game with actually no anti-cheat, it had none. They implemented some sort of cheat detection, but it wouldn't even ban. It was all manual review. They would only ban players after, like, multiple things. And they really, like, never, I mean... If you want to talk about a company that like did nothing to make its game better from like a quality standpoint, that's sorry, Mediatonic. But uh, anyway, um, so Fall Guys had a huge cheating problem. Another game that people have complained about cheaters a lot is Valorant, um, which has what some would say is the most sophisticated anti-cheat of any game ever. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it has a kernel level driver that you install that boots before your like hardware boots, so that it can get your hardware ID and like use and be in the hardware to detect if you're cheating. Um, and it has actually been quite effective. It has caught. It has banned tons of people. I've seen posts where people have like infiltrated Valorant forums where people were cheating and posted them all freaking out when all their like computers get hardware banned because you can't play Valorant anymore on that computer once you get banned on it sure. from Va- Vanguard. Yep. Um. So there you go. That's that's that that the history. Now you would think with Vanguard, a system that is in the like lowest level of your computer, they'll be able to detect cheating fully, but that's not the case. It's st- um, yeah, people can still There's still some and people there's like an I don't know if people are aware of this, but there is an uh, an industry of cheating in video games. There is an industry of people selling developing and selling cheats for money for video games and these people are like on the e- bleeding edge of like cheat development basically trying to keep up every time there's a patch they're working hard to fix their cheats so they can keep making money. Like it's literally a business. Yeah. Which is crazy that we've come to a point where like Someone's desire to do better in ranked in a game is enough to convince them to buy a cheat. Right. Right. And I think that's an interesting topic. And I think you could talk to that. What do you feel like? Why do you think someone cheats at a game? Like, not just like, oh, I entered a cheat code to be invincible for a while, but like pays for a cheat for a game and uses it actively like in ranked. Why? I Like one answer is definitely the social one and this it's like it's kind of related to the um nft discussion we had of if you want to be cool maybe your group of friends think you would be like the coolest shit what's the highest rank in um valorant uh radiant radiant like you know if you were fucking radiant in valorant or whatever's right below that um, your friends would just be like, damn, dude, I can't believe blah, blah, blah. I am sure, especially in the younger demographics, there's maybe an element to that of that there where you want to be somebody in your immediate peer circle and so you cheat. Um, I don't know, man. I, If you think cheating in a lot of ways um, goes against really what games are intending to um are built to do, which is to build a compelling mastery path that helps the player little by little get better. And the satisfaction of playing the game comes from improving and gradually, um, uh, you know, overcoming challenges of increasing diff, increasingly more difficult things, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be really interesting if someday we could find, somewhere on a cheating forum or just someone in the discord maybe who's used cheats before and talk to them about why they did it i think that could be a really interesting conversation because i do agree that there's some social aspect to it like you want to be cool i think there's also an insecurity aspect to it like i think some people just like you know are sad a lot especially like in the younger generations nowadays and like unfortunately one way people feel better is like winning in competitive multiplayer games and maybe they're just like i don't really care why i'm winning if i'm winning i'm feeling better and so they do it just for that you know yeah that's what sam is saying in chat he's saying maybe because little timmy is tired of getting shit on you know i'm tired of sucking at this game and always getting shit on i want to be better and i 
I want to be whatever. I mean, it's it's just the, like the re- that's why I made that point earlier. It's it's a it's an illusion. It's false. Like you're not it actually is, and better. You know, I, I mean? don't think they care though. I like I would be I a bet if we asked a cheater like you do realize that when you cheat at the game, it doesn't mean you're good at the game. They would probably say yes. Um, right. But the reality, actually, and I just thought of this, another reason I think a lot of people cheat, and I've seen evidence of this, is that they believe they're better at the game than they are and deserve to be higher in the ranked in the game than they are. Sure. So some people will cheat basically just because they're like, I deserve to be this rank in this game. I can't be this rank for whatever reason. I should cheat to get to that point because obviously there's something wrong with the game that's preventing me from get to get from getting there, even though my skill level is better mm-hmm. than it, than where it should be placed. Mm-hmm. And generally, that's not true. Like a lot of games, matchmaking systems are fucking horrible, and I will be the first to tell you that I think most games implement ranked very badly. But I think generally, even in those games, you end up at least around where you're supposed to be. Maybe not exactly, and maybe even like a whole rank off, but there's no way this like silver player who thinks he's supposed to be radiant is actually supposed to be radiant. Right. Right? Agreed. The systems, although they're bad, adjust for those kinds of large discrepancies. Um, just for a clarification note, Siren said that he thinks Valorant does IP bans. I will say Valorant actually does not do IP bans. Um, some games do IP bans, and IP and bans are okay, but your IP is actually completely dynamic, mutable. Like, you can change your IP anytime. What Valorant does are hardware ID bans, which are tied directly to the motherboard of your computer. So to which is why get unbanned in Valorant, access. you would need a new motherboard in your computer. Yeah. Um. A lot of games just do account bans as well. Now, I will bring up another conspiracy. So, I guess let's transition to the topic of anti-cheat. What what did it, what is it? Why is it hard and why are people feeling like these companies don't really care about it? So, hit us. I think anti-cheat's hard because there's literally an industry like I said of people working to beat it. So, every time you patch a bug, they find a new one. Trust me, working in cybersecurity like it there's if you really want to break into a piece of software and you have the time to commit to it, you will break into that software eventually. It's basically just inevitable. Just because software is so complex and video games are one of the most complex pieces of software that get made. And so, like, of course, there's going to be holes and it's really hard to fill those in the development side. Um, and the other, the other thing I want to add to that, because I'm also like comparing it, you might start thinking like, well... I know of other things that have improved security that used to get hacked. I'm thinking of like iOS jailbreaks that have gotten increasingly more difficult yep. to do. One of the differences, in my opinion, is that games will not necessarily always build on the same technology stack from game to game, meaning the investment into sort of security elements of the actual the actual compilation and com- com- uh, obfuscation of things that might be able to prevent some of these hacks is not like getting built on from like game to game for this company. Right. They might have to build it from scratch every time. Or at least there's key elements that are changing. Um, I'm just thinking like some of these, you, you, you might, uh, all of a sudden, maybe before you were targeting like hardware specs that, um, you that all the, maybe your game has now started targeting hardware specs that include SSDs, which influences the way that you are storing things in memory, which influences the way your 
fetching things from memory, which means you're going to the game is going to fundamentally be built differently than when you weren't targeting those SSDs sure. and you were laying out copies of things across the memory in different ways. Meaning your mem, there are like there could be significant technical deltas between games for studios um, that you have to address like basically every release. Maybe games like Valorant. I don't know what how League's problem is. I don't know how Riot... Not, not a problem. Is it... But do really. they do the same thing? They do a kernel level block no. on it? No. I just don't think there's that much cheating in MOBAs. And like Dota, for example, has an Overwatch system where people review replays, but it's mostly for uh, harassment and not really for cheating. But I will tell you that MOBAs uh, are much harder to cheat at. Um... And that's because what determines how easy a game to, is to cheat is how much information is sent from the server to the client. How much information the client system knows that the player isn't supposed to know. So, for example, long ago, there was an issue in Dota where even though you had fog of war, that like basically if someone's in like a spot where your team can't see, you can't see that person on your mini-map. But that data at one point was still being sent down to the player. So people figured out how to gain access to that data, and this thing called map hack existed. This was in Warcraft three days. Um, so map hack meant that it was able to take away this fog of war because it was able to get the data for where the people were that was being sent to the player, even though the player wasn't being being shown that data on the front end. So MOBAs in general, though, they require very little data to be sent to the player aside from what the player can already see. So it's difficult to make cheats for them. In addition, like cheats that help you hit your skill shots aren't really that big a deal because the skill shots in those games aren't really that hard to hit. So like, it's not like it's that bad of a problem. Mm -hmm. FPS is a way bigger problem because you have these huge long field of views. You need like in like in Warzone, you need to be able to see a player like any distance from you. Right, So the system has to give your computer all the data about basically where any player you could possibly see is guaranteed, even if you can't visually see them easily. So you're, you have that data already, so it's hard to prevent someone from, say, take that data and draw a little red square on the scene whenever there's data um, for a player. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that makes it really difficult. FPS is honestly, in my opinion, the hardest genre to do anti-cheat for, and it's also one of the most popular genres of video games, right? Yep. Yeah, the games we mentioned at the beginning, all FPSs. Um, the other... It, um, it, Joe actually talked to this when he was on the podcast a couple weeks ago when he was talking about the difficulty of staying on top of anti-cheats. Again, just wanted to reinforce like what you were saying. There are, um, there are financial motivations for some parties to continue to develop these anti-cheats. So... Like they're not necessarily, you're, you're almost working against professional organizations in a way, a professional organ, org, professional cheaters, hackers, right? right? They are pro basically professional groups who are like their business is making these hacks. Their livelihood is hinging on their ability to make hacks for games. Yes. And figuring out on the fly how to dynamically it is, I don't know what, um, I, there, there's a lot of technical detail that goes into being able to address these, even maybe to some extent identifying the the hack itself. Maybe in some cases, um, it's not trivial to fix these bugs, and it's not it's it's not always trivial. Is maybe what I should say. 
and uh, you can't. It's not an easy thing where to to solve. It's not an easy now, thing to solve. I agree. It is difficult to solve, but I'm not here to just like preach that you guys should chill the fuck out about anti-cheat because I will say that there's a huge lack of cybersecurity focus in the video game space. And there used to be a huge lack of cybersecurity focus in the tech space in general. It's only in the past like 10 years that even companies like Apple and Google and these companies have been have been ramping up their cybersecurity immensely and like hiring people to do cybersecurity focused work on their products. Right. Like they need to be. Uh, putting resources towards it in order to fix these things. And video game companies, their margins, like as we've talked about many times, video game company margins aren't as good as those company as those other companies. So they may not have the resources to dedicate like a a dedicated cybersecurity cyber team, team to each of their games, right? So like I think they should. Like I think it, companies do need to budget for cybersecurity in games more, especially these large multiplayer companies. Um, but it's really hard. Like you saw with Vanguard, right? It was like, yeah, we're going to take anti-cheat really seriously. And everyone was fucking pissed. They're like, why are you installing something that has to have hardware level access to my computer? But at the same time, we have everyone complaining that these other games don't do anything about anti-cheat. So like it's a, it's a fine line to balance. Now, Samwise asks in the chat if it's illegal to sell hacks. So when you start playing a game, you sign, you agree to the EULA of the game and other things like that. And those things do tell you that you're not, you generally have clauses in them that tell you you're not allowed to alter the game or whatever. But the legality, I'm not sure. That basically, it just gives the developers the, the right to ban you. And I think they could potentially pursue legal action against like hack developers or cheaters. But the cost of doing that, I can't imagine is worth it for them. You know what I mean? What do you think about that? Yeah, it I is. Mean, it is that, technically illegal. It violates the EULA that you sign at the beginning of the game. Well, uh, well, the thing I'm thinking in my head is applying the hack is illegal, but selling it. You know what I mean? Theoretically, well, because it talks about intentionally altering the game in ways and stuff like that, which they do in order to make the hack right. So even creating the hack, maybe would no, be maybe, illegal. Yeah, maybe, maybe. It's like you're sure. technic it, you technically void your warranty if you open up your iPhone or whatever. It's the same thing, right? Yeah, I, I, Grant, I, I'm talking out of my ass on that one because I, I I'm not sure. Um, yeah. As far as I know, from what I've seen in cybersecurity lawsuits and stuff like that, that would be the case. Okay. Cool. We can get my friend Gabe on the podcast, who's a computer science lawyer, basically, and he could tell us. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Um, so what do you what do you think the way that Riot's approaching Valorant is is the way to deal with FPS cheats? Well, so I for one have no problem with having Vanguard on my computer. You can disable it whenever you want. It'll only start on startup if you tell it to. It's not like it's that invasive. The main problem with Vanguard is that it does fuck up a bunch of other games and programs on your computer. Like Rolic, one of our good friends of the company, he his like fan control program for his PC triggered Vanguard's anti-cheat so it wouldn't let him open Valorant if he had that program <laughs> open. Um, you remember also mine, like, mine was fucked for a while? Your Vanguard was fucked. It like, wouldn't work at all. I've had it like make other games perform worse. Mm. Um, so there's some issues with that. But granted, it's the first anti-cheat of its kind ever, right? So like they're working out the kinks. I think if they can get something streamlined like that, I think it's great. I personally, like, you know, I hate Smurf accounts. And hackers are like one level worse than Smurf accounts, right? I think that Smurf accounts should get hardware banned too. So like, <laughs> of course, I think hackers should be. Um, 
And I was going to say, I have one other mention of Rollick. He has told me his conspiracy theory before about cheating in games and anti-cheat. And his thought is that companies don't really give a shit about anti-cheat, just like they don't give a shit about smurfing because people are still buying additional copies of the game. So they don't really fucking care. Yeah, I. but like, what about these free-to-play games? I, I mean, like, I, I, you know, especially with Smurfs and stuff, especially when the, the games are paid, like, I'd agree there. There's a financial incentive to allow it to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, ones? if you ban a Valorant account and it has a bunch of skins, they're probably going to buy skins again when they create their next cheater account. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I was thinking that the... Maybe the reason why more resources aren't put towards something like this is because there's there's a financial incentive not to or not enough of a financial incentive to do it. Yeah. Um, I think if people stop playing the games as a result, which is what I've seen, at least in chat, people have been talking about how Warzone has lost a lot of players. That could potentially motivate the company to actually do something about it. Right. I don't know. Um, I just want to talk about a quick thing that was said in chat earlier by Majin Titan. He was talking about how, what do we think about people cheating in games? Like, for example, getting adapters to plug keyboard and mouse into console to play keyboard and mouse and FPS on console. Hmm. Um, you are closer to console than me. How, do you, how would you feel if you were in a Halo game and you knew that someone was, like, fucking you up because they were playing on keyboard and mouse? I mean, if they were fucking me up, I'm not sure. I, I'm, I might might be tilted but i usually shit on the keyboard and mouse people so like well (laughs) usually the country the controller people like with here's the thing i don't know how it works if you put in an adapter like that if a keyboard and mouse person got aim assist (laughs) then we'd be fucked you know like if if that makes sense the controllers get a lot going for them and that's part of the reason why we can like compete on some of those things sure i don't know i I don't know, you know. In my in my opinion, um, I, the, the Halo Two, especially back in the day, had um, people would do they would they would do some cheats. Yeah, there were mods, but there was also like fuck, I can't remember what it's called. But it was basically like you fuck with your router to like become oh lag switching people. Yes, um, people and, do that in fighting games in the modern day all the time. And so. That's annoying. Like, that's like, come on, you fucking, like, whatever. Um, some people consider, you know, just because you have me thinking about it, there were these, like, button combos in Halo that were, like, basically a bug that people felt like were cheats, but you could do consistently. They were, uh-huh. um, and I was fine with that. Like, if, if somebody came in and was like, you know, I was like, okay, like it's almost like a skill. Uh, what's it called? Fucking, it, it heightened the skill ceiling. You had to like sure, know the, the button sure. combos, but, it, or but that is something that was easily that was available to everyone always, right? I right. think that's really the barrier for cheating in my mind, right? It goes for like when you go from something that is available to everyone, like for example, a bug in a game is usually everyone can exploit it if they want to. And granted, I believe that should be fixed generally, but I don't consider that cheating. Because everyone has access to it. But the second you're doing something that not everyone has access to, for example, using a third-party program to cheat, that's where it becomes a problem in my mind. That's where it becomes a major issue. Um, I will say this peripheral discussion is interesting with uh, keyboard and mouse on console because there's actually a big discussion about this in the fighting game community. Because, you know, most people in fighting games, at least traditionally, use either a controller, right, just a normal controller, or 
they use a fight stick, which I'm showing on stream now, which looks like this, right? It has an arcade stick and buttons. Recently, though, a controller called the Hitbox was invented. And it is essentially a fight stick, but instead of a joystick, it has buttons, similar to like a keyboard, basically. Hmm. So your joystick is controlled by buttons. And now people are fine with that. Granted, it does give you like faster movement, right? Pressing a button is faster than moving a stick down. Mm -hmm. So it does give you a slight, maybe, but percent, per, possibly imperceptible advantage. But there's a separate hitbox controller called the Cross Up. And that one had the buttons like a keyboard on the left and also buttons surrounding the right buttons that also could be rebound to those left buttons. So you essentially had two button access to movement keys and that... Actually, those controllers are banned in almost all fighting game tournaments. Hmm. Just because they're too like, OP? Because, yeah, because you, they don't, like, getting two buttons that do the same thing in a fighting game can actually change things significantly. Sure. It gives you a significant advantage, which is interesting, right? Where you draw the line for, like, a, per a game that uses peripheral controllers, when does it suddenly become wrong to use a controller that's readily available, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I would probably just say I don't feel like there's a blanket. That's probably a pretty contextual thing depending on the game and right. community that you're sort of dealing with. Competitive it's, community, yeah. casual community. They might have different tolerances on that front. Yeah. I, one thing that keeps coming up in chat is this idea of like cheating somehow enables games to be easier. And um, we've we talked about skill-based matchmaking um how that can uh especially bad implementations of that can make that make it even harder to feel extremely empowered one game and just like kick ass um I, I i keep seeing that like come up on in social media people want the ability to have this like to just like shit on people yeah and you I, want you want my you know my opinion on this shit like those people can honestly go fuck themselves first of all <laughs> and second of all like they if they really want to do shit like that they should just play against bots well okay so that's what actually i was going to is like what do you think it would scratch the same itch for no, people absolutely not these are people who are like super insecure and want to feel like they're better than other humans so they can feel better about themselves bang yeah i I don't think so either. I don't think it's going to scratch the same itch for them to like, oh, I shit on a bunch of bots. Like, that's this, literally, those people have the same motivations as the cheaters we're discussing. Literally the same motivations. Yep. They're just accomplishing it through a technically allowed way, but that doesn't mean it's not the same shitty thing to do. Right. I think, um, you know, what would be interesting is if you could detect somebody smurfing and or um hacking or something i'm not mm -hmm. saying this is a good idea and they should this is how you solve this problem but it'd be interesting to like silently next time they queue put them in a lobby with bots and they just think they're with people but they're just so, getting botted the whole time i don't i don't know if you know this but uh oh what, what was it fall guys yeah, it was Fall Guys. So Fall Guys, initially when they had the cheating wave, before they were confident in their anti-cheat system, um, instead of banning people, they would move them into a queue that only put them with other cheaters. <laughs> and so all and, – and they had like videos. They posted them on Twitter of like the lobby that was literally just like 100 cheaters basically. And they would just play with cheaters. And actually Dota has implemented a similar thing called low priority queue where 
if you are harassing people, this is more for like negative behavior than right, cheating. Right, right. But you can get put if you get reported too much, you'll get put in low priority queue, and then you only play with other people in that queue. And in fact, Dota recently made a big change to low priority queue. You used to just have to like play ten games to get out of it, basically, or however many games they put you in. But they noticed that people would just throw games and just do bullshit to like get through it, right? So they made it so you have to win. <laughs> every game that you're prescribed to so you have to like win 10 games in low priority queue to get out so yeah and okay so now that's like a real punishment like right, right. that's fucking crazy uh, like, it, I, i'm 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 a fan of that oh you me know? too i think it's one of the best uh like systems for trying to help players like actually get punished in a good way and potentially make them want to do better in the future yeah that's interesting that's interesting I got, I got, I'm, I'm just imagining those Fall Guy cheater lobbies with fucking everyone flying in the air in those stupid ass <laughs> hot dog suits. God. Yep. <laughs> right on. Um, anything else you want to add? Uh, I mean, no, I think that was a, I guess one more question from Siren in the chat. He's just saying, what are your, what are our thoughts on scuffed controllers or like Xbox Elite controllers? <laughs> Yeah, I use because they do technically give you an interesting potential advantage, right? Like the paddles on the Elite controller are like on my Razer controller, right? Like technically, they are giving you an advantage by giving you more options, more buttons, whatever. What do you? you, Where's the line where that would become cheating? Like some people think like Turbo Button, for example, is cheating. This is sort of like maybe along those lines. I mean, the conversation we had earlier about the Hitbox, right? That's the name of this one that got banned. Is similar. Uh, well, it's the cross up. It's like a version cross of the up. hitbox, which is that. It, book like up. I hadn't thought about it, but I could definitely like I could map the back paddle to Y and have the Y face button and be able to do kind of a similar thing. Press Y way faster than someone right. who only has one button, right? Um, for me, I I use the Elite controller exclusively, um, and so you're a dirty cheater, right? Yeah, <laughs> I use it because I don't. I guess, like, for me, the reason why I feel like control, they're a little different is because, uh, especially when you're playing, like, an FPS, the reason why I use paddles exclusively is because it prevents me from having to ever take my fingers, my thumbs, off of the thumbsticks, which right. in an FPS, for on controller, is important. So is uh, that an unfair advantage? I don't know. Like, is it... Is it it should I then thus also prevent people from clawing, right? Because like the people who claw in Halo will fucking shit on uh, yeah, you more. Yeah, I claw. I claw in all games. Honestly, I use claw grip almost all the time. Rocket League, I play claw grip. So like you, you know, like do I yeah. prevent them from clawing? Because <laughs> right. like the some of the Halo pros, if you see my controller, they'll have like this hand, this finger will like deal with all the face yeah, buttons. That's, this is how I play Rocket League, literally like this. Yeah, and then they'll have. These two fingers on the triggers and the bumper like that, and it's like it's insane, you know. Um, right, Sam's saying playing claw sucks balls. Yeah, that's why I got paddles. I I was like, God, I don't want to learn how to fucking claw. This is uncomfortable as shit, and I just want paddles. So now, Siren says it seems like pay to win, which I think is kind of reasonable, right? It is like putting a price barrier on something that potentially gives you an advantage. Like you could definitely argue that, but I mean, like. Is buying better cleats than the other guy a pay-to-win scenario? And I feel like if it's fundamentally if they give you a perceptible advantage, I would say yes. I but I think they're I I I, I don't know. I think if like it fundamentally doesn't really change your input into the game, it's not a problem. Like the double button thing that you were talking about, I could see being a problem. For example, if 
If there was a glitch in Halo where if you could press jump twice fast enough and like that the main way people could do it is by have you know mapping one of the paddles and then double tap tapping it against the face button and being able to do it. I could see that being too far because then people you almost need require that hardware to be able to pull off execution at that level. You know? Uh-huh. Uh so but that's what I'm saying. Like if it's a perceptible advantage, like what if someone found something that you needed to be able to hit so many buttons on the controller, for example, that it's only possible to do with an elite controller. Yeah, that would be right? that would be not be fair. Then right, then suddenly it would be yeah, it's it, the line is so blurry for that kind of stuff. It's really complex honestly to make a decision on whether that is cheating or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. anyway, that is cheating. Now, I think we have a patron question. We do from Mr. Squid. He asks Would you like to read it? Yeah, he says, "How do you think 343 is going to make money off Halo Infinite since it's going to be free and as far as I'm aware, the only thing you can buy with real money is their battle pass so from, our boy squid needs to read the articles more carefully <laughs> i mean the um the, i think 343 is going to make money off of halo infinite two ways the battle pass is one system uh one way that they're monetizing the multiplayer the other way is there's going to be similar to i think titanfall 2 is the one that i'm thinking here uh does it you can they have like packs of cosmetics available and when before you purchase the packs, it shows you exactly what's inside the pack. You know, what skins, what armor, whatever you're going to get. It's not RNG-based. It's 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 like Valorant, where you're just buying skins. Right. Yeah. Because um, you, cause you see I, your skins before you buy them in Valorant, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, you know exactly what you're buying. Yeah. Yeah. Microtransactions. Um, but it yes. is also like the big, the elephant in the room, right? He doesn't say multiplayer. The campaign in Halo Infinite costs money. Yep, so that was the other thing I was going to say. Halo <laughs> yeah. Infinite's campaign will be sold separately. We don't know what the price is yet. Um, What's your prediction? I, I, based off of the scale of it, I'm going to think it's probably 60 Okay, I was gonna say forty, but you're you're going. It's gonna I initially be basically a full thought, price game. I initially thought forty two, but then I'm looking at the campaign and sort of the scope of it, and I'm like, I could see this being a full sixty because a normal like if you think Halo 5's campaign, which is like kind of a linear six hour thing, if you're good, uh, that's a forty, you know, in my right. opinion, and that's what I was thinking originally. But now with the increased scope of the world and scale of the story, I don't think we're looking at a six to eight hour campaign. I think right. we're looking at something north of 12. I mean, so, if it's like basically a full fledged narrative based single player game, like they could they would essentially be selling it as a separate game from the multiplayer. And thus, I could see them justify charging like near full price for the game for yeah. the campaign. Yep. But we still don't know. So I, yeah, I think those are going to be the. See. The two ways. I think this is great, man, for Halo as a side thing. Squid doesn't ask this, but being <laughs> this, Anthony's got to do some Halo evangelizing this, though at this, the end of the podcast. This financial, this monetization strategy, this financial setup, financial model is so good because the campaign has to be good on its own to sell, and the multiplayer has to be good. In order for people to want to invest money into it, you know what I mean. Those, yeah. ex- those previously Halo games could sort of mooch off of each other. Like for example, the Halo Five campaign was ass. 
The story was ass. If they would have been sold separately, the first week people would have played it and been like, this campaign fucking sucks. Don't buy it. You know what I mean? Right. But they kind of like complement each other and and um, justified the full price previously. So I think it's so good. It puts pressure on the game being actually good. Both sides of the game being actually good. Saw the multiplayer reveal. Um, saw them actually playing games today. I'm so super fucking hyped. Super hyped for the campaign too. They, if if it capitalizes on the vision that they're communicating so far with what we've seen of the story. Oh, I'm so excited. I think so that was good. an interesting insight. Like the previous Halos, really, the multiplayer had to be worth thirty dollars, and the campaign had to be in worth way, thirty dollars, yeah. basically, right? right? In a way. And now, if they're selling that campaign for sixty, that shit had better be worth sixty, right? No, right. I think that's a great point. It honestly, this monetization platform makes you increase the quality of both aspects of the game. That's totally true. Yep, I'm hyped for what that will look like. So. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Where can people find us? You can find us at KOKoalaEntertainment.com. There you have links to all our social media. Most importantly, Discord. Really most importantly, Discord. The patrons already have a little bit of a tease why, but over the next couple of weeks, big things are happening, starting in the Discord. You'll hear a lot more about it wherever you follow us on social media. Trust me. And uh, it's it's just the beginning. It's I didn't just see the this beginning. post. Let's see. Oh, okay. What post? Your your teaser post. I see it now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, keep, stay tuned. Um, this is going to be an exciting month. Sub Ooh. with Prime Links, Pota says. Yes, I mean, we have communicated before. There will be rewards coming for our Twitch subs. Um, there have been higher priority things for the studio that um, caused us to deprioritize effort into implementing those Twitch rewards, but they are coming People are going to get some cool stuff. Uh, we do giveaways everywhere. I'll finish it with that. We do giveaways okay. on Instagram. We do giveaways on Discord. We do giveaways on Twitch sometimes. So come hang out if you want free shit. Cool. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, make sure to tune into Anthony's Halo Infinite Insider build uh, streams this weekend. Yep. And yeah, I will Talk be streaming the Insider build. See ya. Ah. Bye.